1: This week on The Breakup Breakdown. Things were
0: pretty good, or so I thought. Enter the best friend. Things were getting weird, and I was just so out of it for so long that I just didn't even realize things that were going on. I kid you not, he sits me down on the couch and he's like, your best friend's in love with me. And also, I hooked up with him.
1: Was there any other way we could close out season two other than a two-for-one special? A friendship breakup? An actual breakup? Hey, what's up? It's Abby. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of The Breakup Breakdown. And thank you so much for making this podcast, a part of the one percent most followed podcast on Spotify, and a part of the one percent most shared podcast on Spotify. I was so excited to see my Spotify wrap this year for creators, and I'm just so grateful to get to do this and to connect with you and to tell heartbreaking, heartwarming, and hilarious break of stories every single week. Hey, if you love this podcast, if you've been tuning in for the last year or the last week, I always appreciate it when you leave us a positive review wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, I'm getting ready for the next season of the podcast, and I'm still conducting interviews for the next season. So if you've been. Following following someone for a while and you kind of notice, ooh, I think they just went through a breakup, submit them. I would love to DM them and find out if there's an interesting breakup story there, or if you have a breakup story you'd like to tell, or if you know somebody, there's a submission form in this episode description that you can check out and submit in. Also, if there's a part of the interview that you want to jump to, I always keep timestamps in the episode description. And if you like following your podcast on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Breakup Breakdown Podcast. What's up, Heartbreakers? Welcome back to another episode of the Breakup Breakdown. I wouldn't call this the season finale, but this is the final story episode Mm -hmm. of Season two will be back on January 3rd with the kickstart of season three, which is one of my favorite episodes. I can't wait to share it with you. But anyway, I'm here with coworker Justin who had the wildest weekend.
2: It was fun. I had a great time. Listen, we need to reach
1: out to Machine Gun Kelly and ask if you will wear the coworker Justin crop top. I
2: don't know if it counts It's like a t-shirt, but it was like, it was cut off like a crop top.
1: Here's a little context. Justin was in Tampa over the weekend. Shout out to all of the Tampa listeners. We love you. Mm-hmm. And he was working this concert because we work for a radio station and they specifically <laughs> told Justin, hey, don't go to this part of the stage because Machine Gun Kelly
2: and Megan Fox are back there. Well, they didn't even say Megan Fox. They just said, so so, so they said, you can't go back there when the headliner's there. And he was the headliner that day. All my digital equipment for taking photos and stuff was back there. So I'm like, I'm sorry, I gotta go get this. And so as I was doing it, they must've been like leaving their bus and coming up. And so I saw Machine Gun Kelly and I looked over and I didn't recognize Megan Fox because she is so tiny. I thought it was someone else. And I was like, do I need to call TMZ? Did they break up? Is he with somebody different? I was was panicking. I was like, I don't know what to do with this information. Information. And then I sat down to get my computer and start loading in some photos and I looked up and they were like walking towards their They had like a, a room. They were like walking towards the room and I'm like, oh, no, that, that's Megan Fox. Did you it get a photo weird. with them? Did get a photo with Machine Gun Kelly when you do an event They take a bunch of photos and at night somebody is in charge of like uploading them. That was me Did I get all the photos and before doing any of that find mine and post it so that I could be the first <laughs> one to post <laughs> out of everybody? Yes, I did. Justin is that friend. Yeah, and he was really nice super goofy like a goofball <gasps>
1: MGK's a goofball? He's kind of a, like You what, heard it here first. Breakup <laughs> Breakdown exclusive. Like, MGK is a goofy
2: goober. Not like a... He was just having a good time. and Like, like the way he gave the high five, he was just having a good time. And he was really nice. I kind of froze up in the moment. I was like, oh, I'm excited to see you perform. I've never seen you perform. And he's like, bro, I'm, I'm pumped. And I'm like, cool, I'm gonna watch you. And he's like... As what?
1: I would expect you to. <laughs> he's like, what else would
2: you be doing? So. You know,
1: you should have told him that when him and uh, Megan Fox break up, they should come on the Breakup Breakdown.
2: I don't know how that would have been received. Because <laughs> like she was there she just didn't really talk to anybody i think she was just kind of like the way i perceived it was she didn't want to take away from his headlining thing you know what i mean she sat on stage like in the back where we were but she stayed like off to the side where like you wouldn't have known it was her there were some people yelling her name and she like gave him a peace sign but that was that was that's
1: it. really wholesome and even though they get like they're one of the wackiest couples in odd. the press i really do think these are two twin flames that have and found each other and ignited
2: the people that were hanging out with them there was a guy and they told me his name was sausage king i don't know no, apparently there's a place in Tampa called Sausage House. Apparently he's been on a bunch of podcasts. I don't know anything about him. He was a very noticeable character. He was wearing like a cheetah print vest and his hairs dyed and he kind of looked like Guy Fieri. <laughs> like He was around and I was like, this guy's popular. Like the, you knew he was. Like nobody just dresses like that unless you're famous.
1: Yeah, the mayor of Flavortown wouldn't wear a cheetah print outfit. That's for, no. that's reserved for kings only.
2: Yes, but he was somewhere around there. So.
1: Well, thank you for spilling the Tampa concert tea, coworker <laughs> yeah. Justin. Yeah, <laughs> I miss it. Let's dive into this week's episode now that we have this vivid picture of uh, MGK and Megan Fox with, with the Sausage King, which I was not expecting it to be a restaurant when
2: you said and Sausage I King. I have to find that the, the picture of this guy, they were telling me apparently he's like on podcast. They were saying he's going to be like the next Liver King type personality.
1: I don't even know who the Liver King is. No don't know Liver King? No. Oh. Well, your, your,
2: TikTok, I'm way behind. your TikTok algorithm and my TikTok algorithm are way different.
1: V- very different. Hey, just a heads up, the domestic violence shelter that we are supporting this week is taking it back to the first one that we ever donated to. We're donating to the Hubbard House here in Jacksonville, Florida, which our company actually has a really close relationship to. One of our former co workers actually is now, I think, their PR person. Super great shelter. So we feel really confident about supporting them. So I'm going to link that
2: in the episode description. I searched Sausage King and that was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so note
1: to self do not Google Sausage King.
2: So hopefully I can find him. I don't know.
1: Oh, you, I forgot you are on TikTok. So that would make sense yeah. that you can across <laughs> the Sausage King. <cake. laughs> okay. This week's submission. So mm-hmm. I actually got a message from this week's interviewee's close friend. They were like, you have to talk to my friend, X, Y, Z. Let's okay. call her Jane. You have to talk to my friend, Jane. She's like, I listen to your podcast and I think that her story tops everyone you've ever done. And so I'm like, I'm intrigued. So I hop on the phone with this girl and the story broke my heart. But at the same time, I always wondered if I would get a story like this oh, no. because it's one of those that I don't think I could put out if it was a random submission. Okay. We've had one of those like, like, like that before. And I gotta
2: have some kind of moral code here. There does draw that line, right? Depending on what happened in the relationship for like, I guess, kind of an entertainment purpose, Mm -hmm. that's that there can be a weird feeling. If
1: this close friend already knows what happened, it's sort of like, okay, we can keep this at like a 99.9% anonymity rate, which is very important to me. The basically the way that I'll set it up is that it deals with a level of disrespect and betrayal from a guy that she was dating and somebody else in her life. It's a two for one betrayal episode.
2: The dad.
1: <laughs> now that one I'm still waiting on. I will nix the dad from the options of where this betrayal I, will come from.
2: I want to hear a breakup story and I am I know there have been ones like this but I want to hear a breakup story where like the other person's family doesn't even talk to them but they still talk to you.
1: I feel like we've had
2: that. But like I mean the other person is completely gone and like you're still going out to the bars with the other person's family on a Saturday or every Saturday.
1: As a spoiler that's the exact opposite of what happens oh, okay. to, to <laughs> this week's episode. It could be MGK. You mm-hmm. could have cheated on this girl with MGK. Okay. All the options are open. So let's find out what happened in this double betrayal two for one episode and break down this week's breakup. So I
0: was actually in another relationship at the time, but we were like on an off period and I had like had Tinder on my phone and we matched on Tinder and we had like already followed each other on Instagram and we like found out we were like from the same hometown ish area, but nothing really ever came of it at that point. And then it wasn't until almost a year later that we actually started hanging out and talking more because he had gotten into a relationship relationship and I always got back into my other one. It wasn't until we both got out of those other relationships that we started hanging out. We just became really close friends really fast. We just had an instant connection. We didn't have a lot of similarities. We had very different backgrounds. I grew up without that much and he grew up with a lot. He had a lot of privilege growing up and we just didn't connect in those areas. It was just a lot of humor and honestly just a lot of teenage young lust and pheromones and hormones. <laughs> we didn't even start dating back then. So we dated for about eight months it was kind of that best friends to lovers trope and like we had already been hooking up <laughs> so you guys were friends with benefits for a while yeah there was a time where I like told him I had feelings for him and he told me he had feelings for me but then like it didn't go anywhere and then dated this girl and I was like okay okay we just were very much in each other's like back pocket for like a couple years and then we started hanging out like every single day so we started dating and it didn't go so well <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest a lot of the first breakup was on me I had a lot of unhealed trauma and didn't know how to stop projecting my emotions and my baggage into the relationship. And I was just chaotic. And I also had undiagnosed bipolar disorder. So that was playing a very big role in our relationship. Also, at the time, in the few months before we broke up for the first time, I had lost my grandmother. My mom got diagnosed with cancer and then he broke up with me.
1: I'm so sorry about that. My
0: mom is fine. My mom is all good now. I'll put that out there. My mom got her tumor removed and she has been 100% clean since then. So she's healthy and thriving. And not that cancer is a great thing. But the experience that we went through as a family has been one of the most transformational things for my family. All of that was happening at the same time. And I guess like me not being able to cope with things and just once again, I had already had a history of projecting all of my baggage into the relationship. So me going through all of that was just too much for him. And so we broke up, we got back together like nine months later, we didn't talk for a few months, we started hanging out again, we instantly became like that best friend from with benefits type situation again. And then we started dating. Things were pretty good. For I'd say the first year, year and a half-ish or so I thought. We get to Christmas and he gives me a promise ring. No, I want that future with you. Like that's like the path that we're on. All of that, all of that bullshit. Or so I thought. So I fucking thought. This is sort of relevant, I guess. I started experimenting with rave substances. It got a little out of control between me and my friend groups. And I am now almost two years sober from substance abuse. Now we need the other background and enter enter the best friend versus the ex. Okay, so the best friend and I had been friends for about six years. We were super close. So I'm not going to go into our whole story. But basically me, my best friend and the ex, we were all super close. And so I was hanging out with this group of people, my ex and my best friend, things were getting weird. And I was just so out of it for so long that I just didn't even realize things that were going on around me. I had been going through just a lot mentally. So I was just like way more focused inward than I was outward. And I just wasn't paying attention to things that were going on around me. What were some of the things that were going on around you? During the times that we were doing drugs and things like that is when the indiscretions between my ex and my best friend started. My ex will tell you it's the influence of the drugs that caused everything. I had been going through it. So I was like, dang, like I know this year has been hard, but I really feel good about life. Things are climbing up. And then the next day, the very next day, I kid you not, he sits me down on the couch and he's like, your best friend's in love with me. And also I hooked up with him. Him. I hooked up
1: with him. Was he openly out or openly by at this point? My ex? No. So this like as a, like a shock to you. Like, you, not only are you finding out that he cheated on you, but he's also coming out to you at the same time. So
0: he still has not accepted that side of himself, to my knowledge. That never was accepted. It was like, it's a one-time thing. It wasn't what it seemed. Like, I'm not gay. I'm not all of this stuff. And to my knowledge, we haven't spoken in a year and a half. So I have no idea what he, where he's at in his journey of sexual identity. Or sexual orientation. And I stopped trying to figure it the fuck out because that is not my problem, not my monkeys, not my circus. I am one of the biggest allies out there, and I'm not going to shame anyone for their sexual preferences. Just don't hurt people in the process of your self-discovery. That is the uh-huh. only thing I ask of you. Like, you don't have to you can experiment, experiment. Anything is good as long as it's consensual and don't hurt anyone in the process. Don't cheat, don't lie, don't scheme, don't blackmail people do what you want, but yeah. leave traumatizing others out of it. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> so when he sat you down and had that
1: conversation with you, did he at all try to justify it as he was trying to find himself or did he just say it's just the substances that made me want to do this?
0: At the beginning, he just admitted that he had fucked up. He was like, I fucked up. I fucked up. And it wasn't until I talked to my family about it because I was, one, I was living with a guy at the time. So like if I was going to break up with him, like I had to figure out another living situation. So I went to my family and I talked to my family family, obviously knew my ex and also knew the ex best friend very, very, very well. And I told them the situation of what happened. And they were like, well, maybe it's not as straightforward as he cheated. Maybe it's a little bit more than it is just like straightforward cheating. And honestly, one of the biggest reasons as to why I stayed is like my mom's perspective on it. And granted, I'm not saying I don't think my mom had bad intention. I think that she was just trying to diffuse the situation a little bit and like not cause me to have a total upheaval of my life at the same time (laughs)
1: for one I mean for your partner to shoot on you is pretty earth shattering but when you live with them that's a completely other obstacle you have to face it's not just your relationship that's now unstable it's now your living situation what were some of the reasons that you felt like okay I'm gonna work through this I'm gonna stay in the relationship
0: after the night that we spent apart like after I like left that day and I spent that apart my abandonment my fear of abandonment even though I was the one leaving in that situation my fear of abandonment got triggered so I all of a sudden was trying to find solutions How can I justify this? How do I make this okay? It's like cognitive dissonance in action. Like how do I double back down after finding something that clearly is contradictory to my truth? I'm going to go back and figure out how I can double back down on make my reality still true. I tried to justify it. And I don't, like I said, I don't think that my family or my sisters or my mom had any bad intention. I never, I would never think that, but they they were just being honest with me about their perspective on the situation. So I stayed for like, multiple reasons like obviously I loved him I have attachment issues I was super confused and a part of me felt I needed to figure things out before I made a final decision like it was so much information all at once I was like how do I even make sense of this honestly my initial reaction was to leave when he told me I didn't even say anything I, I felt my stomach drop out of my ass twice I've been shocked by news before but the only time I've ever experienced the sensation of shock was in that moment. I like got up, grabbed my purse and I started walking towards the door and the motherfucker grabs me and like breaks my stride of I'm leaving, I'm leaving, I'm leaving because I had always told him like if you ever cheat on me, I will gone girl your ass so fucking hard. (laughs) I'm done. Like you will never, like I won't even, I'm not going to be some crazy ex-psycho chick busting out your car windows. No, I will make it so painful that you won't know anything ever about my life ever again. You won't ever have the privilege of knowing me. And he got so scared that that was true because I, in the moment, that's how I felt. I was like, I can't believe he did this. I can't believe I'm being forced to do this right now. And I got up and I stood up and I started to leave, but he grabbed me and he pulled me back and he, I'm pretty sure he was not on physically on his knees, but he was begging. He was emotionally on his knees. He was emotionally begging on his knees for me to say he was crying. Of course, you mm-hmm. know, they always cry. This guy in general is not an asshole. He was a good guy. And that's what was so devastating about it. It was so out of pocket and so out of left field, not only for the ex, but for my best friend. I didn't have brothers growing up. I have three sisters, and I never had a brother. I wanted a brother so bad. And in this guy, I, like, had found brotherhood from someone who wasn't trying to fuck me. (laughs) I had a guy friend who genuinely had no interest in having sex with me. I could use his male perspective on things. We had a great time. Our chemistry was amazing. And at this point, two years later, that That's the person that I miss the most. I don't care about my ex anymore. (laughs) I miss my best friend. And that's the thing that stings about it two years later. It's like I lost someone that I considered family. Well, it's like you said, when it came to
1: cognitive dissonance, you have all this evidence to prove that he's got a good heart, a good soul. And he was great to you throughout your friendship. And then this one thing comes and turns everything on its head. And it's like, well, I don't want to believe that this is who you are, even though that's something that you did. I want to believe that all the years prior, like this is the person that I've been friends with.
0: Exactly. I still have to deal with that to this day. There's memories, you know, Snapchat. I mean, you know how hard it is to clear out six years of memories of someone from Snapchat. I mean, even if you do it twice, you're probably still going to miss some. There's just still things that I see of him. And I'm just like, I can't believe that that's not my life anymore. You're not in my life, that that's not the people I have around me. I'm grateful in a way, but it's also still that part of me that's just like, wow, that really happened. It's that overcoming that cognitive dissonance, that moment of just being like, nope, well, that really happened. (laughs) I
1: do find it very very interesting that you stayed and I can empathize with the reasons why you said that you justified staying and wanting to work through this relationship. So what did your relationship start to turn into after you made the decision to work through it?
0: A living nightmare. A living, breathing, walking, screaming nightmare. So
1: when you say that, is it because you guys are now fighting because of the infidelity or just tensions high? What did your relationship look like?
0: So I became public enemy number one in the household that I was living in. So I lived with his parents. We had moved in with his parents a few weeks, actually, before I found out. So mind you, everything, the cheating had happened five to six months before I found out. We moved in three weeks before I found out. So this motherfucker had me move in with his family knowing he had already cheated on me or was (laughs) keeping an entirely way too big secret from me. His mom took his side, of course. That's her son. And you know how boy moms are. He did no wrong. Even when she found out about it, she was like, well, I hope you guys can work through it there was no what the fuck were you like I know if my son ever cheated on someone I would be like what the fuck are you thinking I'm gonna go tell her like and if he ever tried to do it in my presence or make me be the secret keeper oh hell no 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 I'm not keeping your secrets from you or for you I'm not protecting you when you do fucked up shit there's consequences for it and you have to face them and like no is it healthy to be in a relationship where you're screaming and fighting with each other every day no is it healthy to stay in a relationship with someone that lies to you no but that's the situation that I was. We stayed together for about 10 months after we almost made it to a year after I found out about everything so I did Molly for the last time that was the very last time I ever touched the substance it triggered this realization that I couldn't get over it I was reliving the experiences of the experiences I had when I was on Molly before but now I had the information that I didn't have before I knew now everything that was going on the times before when I did it one I could not enjoy the trip the role the experience or whatever and I just sat there anxious and honestly having flashbacks of things that I, like imaginary flashbacks of things because I didn't see cheating, but I could feel it. And it was just like this three to four hour experience of just being like, he cheated on me with my best friend in my present. It's finally
1: not a miserable temperature outside, which only means one thing. Summer is coming up and let's make one thing clear. There is hibernation Abby and there is summer Abby and summer Abby likes to feel light and healthy. That's why I've been trying out meals from Factor. They've got meals shipped your house that are super easy to heat up in a jiffy and you're probably like ew refrigerated meal that must be so unhealthy and gross no i can confirm these are delicious and they have so many different options like calorie smart keto protein plus or vegan and veggie you can also add on more than 60 add-ons every single week like breakfast on the go lunch snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long you get chef prepared meals on the table in two minutes with factors ready to eat meals so you can get back to doing what you love this spring and You don't have to clean anything up. Head to factormeals.com slash breakup50 and use code breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code breakup50 at factormeals.com slash breakup50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. If you're like me and the second you get home from work, you are ravenous. You are going to love these new meals I've been trying out from Factor. Factor has delicious ready-to-eat meals that you can make in two minutes with pre-prepared chef crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door it's so convenient I have like grocery store ADHD anytime I go to like publix or something I'm buying everything and then I come home with no meals whereas factor it's all the meal prep done for you you've got 35 different options a week to choose from including keto calorie smart vegan and veggie and so much more and there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. If you want to get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go, head to Factormeals.com slash Breakup50 and use code Breakup50 to get 50% off. That's code Breakup50 at Factormeals.com slash Breakup50 to get 50% off. I know that you stayed with him for
0: the 10 months after that, but did you stay friends with the person that he cheated on you with? No, because there was a lot of intention from his side. The ex-best friend, had feelings for him there was secrets like I have feelings for you I think you need to break up with her be with me instead let's just move to California like all of this all of this crazy stuff going on so there was a lot more like intention I would Mm -hmm. say from the ex best friend I had already had one big falling out with him because he was a very controlling and emotionally abusive friend Mm -hmm. and he liked to use me a lot and try to tell me what I couldn't couldn't do he was not happy so basically we had a falling out actually, when me and this ex had gotten back together, the best friend didn't like that we got back together, so we had a big falling out, and we didn't speak for like six or seven months. Why was that a bad thing for
1: him? I mean, now we know with the context, but how did he justify it to you?
0: I don't know because at that point he never admitted to like having feelings. Still to this day, I don't know when he developed feelings for him. I don't know. I just never. I guess I had. I gave him one time to explain his side, and that was it. Every piece of information that he was supposed to give me. He was supposed to say it then. And then I closed that door. Speak now or forever hold your fucking peace. I don't want to ever hear more information. I don't want more secrets. I don't want, oh, well, I know something she doesn't know. Everything that I need to know about the situation, tell me now. And they told me. And so I took that at face value to protect my peace. I'm no longer digging for more information. I don't need to know more. What I know is enough. You both betrayed me. And that's what I told them. That When we had the confrontation after I found out, I gave them a chance to talk and I listened and I sat there still in shock and the only things that I gathered to tell them both and I looked them both in their face I said you two are the people who are closest to me and you are supposed to protect me and you are supposed to love me but all you have done is lie to me and break my fucking heart and I walked out and like that's like the last thing that I ever said to him like in person the ex best friend chased me out of the house as I'm like walking to my car and he was like I really don't want there to be drama and I was like leave me the fuck alone and I left and still to this day I have not I don't think I've ever tried to figure it out I think there's a piece of my brain that goes error 404 cannot complete cannot compute that I don't want to know more mm-hmm. you know so I, there's just never been an instance where I've been like when did the feelings come around I mean there, there are questions there but do I go through the effort of having the conversation with him no because I don't believe he would ever tell me the truth he's already lied to me so much and manipulated the situation to his benefit I don't know how so many times but he's just not a person who would give reliable information, even though he is the person that was there. We kind of jumped from you having your Molly trip at
1: four months and then all the way six months later to the 10 month, you finally deciding to walk out. What did that conversation, what did that situation look like? Were you guys all hanging out? Was this like a text conversation?
0: The confrontation happened the day I found out. Okay, so that's yeah. what we referred to and that's when you walked out. Yeah, that's when I walked out. Gotcha. Um, the ex-best friend had nothing to do with the final breakup. Gotcha. he's the whole reason, but he didn't have anything to do with it play by play
1: so when you had that molly trip at four months what happened between then and the 10 month mark where you were finally like i'm done i'm out of here have
0: you ever heard the phrase when the heart closes the body speaks so i have a very strong belief and it's been very evident in both of the relationships in which i really needed to get out of that your body will reject people and relationships. And so I started to lose an insane amount of weight. My skin was the worst it had ever been. I had a bald spot on the top of my head that I'm still growing out. My anxiety was so bad. I was literally throwing up like multiple times a week just from like pure nervousness and just anxiety. And just we were fighting constantly. Final Molly trip was New Year's Eve. There was this time in my brain where I was like, okay, if I can make it to five months and maybe if I make it to five months, Maybe I won't think about it anymore. Maybe if I make it to six months, I won't think about it anymore. Maybe if I can make it to seven months, I won't think about it anymore. And time just kept going on and on and on. And I wasn't forgetting about it. It still ate me up every single day. And I find out that he is still being an unfaithful piece of shit. With other people? Yes, with another person. Was this a male, a female? It was a girl. Okay, girl. So I actually knew this girl before he knew this girl because me and her had matched on Bumblebee that and had followed each other on Instagram so she already knew that we were together like a thing she knew who I was and everything you know how like your birthday night ends so like the night of your birthday I'm going to bed I wake up in the middle of the night and we were on a trip and we had been drinking so like both of our phones were in the middle of the bed and I was just kind of like searching for a phone to check what time it was and I just happened to grab his and there was a text message at like one in the morning and so I'm like who the fuck is this I've already been cheated on by this motherfucker once he gets the no privilege of privacy sorry that phone's being open so I read the messages it was some tiktok I didn't watch the tiktok because it was like he was sleeping next to me and I scroll all the way back up to the top and I had found out that he had actually hung out with her already and that he had lied to me about having a meeting to go hang out with her I was actually on a work trip like I had invited some of my work friends with me to celebrate my birthday and so I didn't confront him that night because that was going to be like you know a down and out fight and I wasn't going to do that in a cabin in the middle of the woods with my co-workers (laughs) so I didn't confront him until we left and I was like do you think I'm fucking stupid like genuinely like do you think that I'm fucking stupid and so from there he tried to justify it actually he blamed me he lied because it was my fault he lied because it was my fault all they did was hang out blah 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 she has a boyfriend blah 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 so at this point I'm like okay game plan game time how do I get out of this relationship I need to plan my next steps. I need to save money. I need to figure out where I'm going to go. And so I start just coming up with an exit plan. And the exit plan started to get executed a lot faster than I expected because his mom actually kicked me out of their house. Before the trip or after the trip? After the trip. We just kept fighting, of course, because we're miserable. We hate each other. This relationship needs to end. She gets tired of the fighting, so she kicks me out. About a month after she kicks me out, maybe two months after she kicks me out, is the final end of the breakup. This was a very drawn out breakup as we can see because like I said I have attachment issues and clearly he does too. He had all rights to just walk away from this flaming firing garbage fire bullshit but he, he didn't but I mean mainly probably because he was responsible for it. His mom kicked me out we continued to stay together for whatever reason. Even though I was out physically of the house I just still had to break that attachment issue that I had with him and the final straw was same girl from the restaurant. I was over at his house one day and he had brought home food I opened up this piece of cake that was supposed to be for me and it had a note written on the inside of it and it said you're my fave heart smiling face and that was the final straw that was the straw that broke the camel's back was like I can't keep doing this please tell me you
1: threw that piece of cake in his face
0: I didn't that would have been such a better story than what I have because all I did was snap a picture of it and send it to her and I said yeah you can cut that shit out you know when you get in fight or flight mode and like sometimes instead of flight your fight gets activated and so you're just like all right now I'm ready to fight everybody. Because like I said, me and her already followed each other on Instagram, so I knew who she was. So I took my phone real quick, snapped that picture, and I said, yeah, you can go ahead and cut that shit out. We get into the worst fight. We've had some down and out fights. I mean, the motherfucker cheated on me with my best friend. But this fight was without a doubt the worst fight we ever, ever had. And it was the last fight we ever had. He was like, why the fuck would you do that? Why would you say that to her? She's just being sweet. Blah, blah blah and I'm like no the fuck she's not (laughs) why the fuck is she texting you at 1am why is she writing in your boxes there's clearly something going on and at the very least she wants to get under my fucking skin and she's not interested in you she's interested in getting at me which I don't fuck with it ended up being like one of those like really toxic fights like you leave you come back screaming calling each other on the phone after you leave really bad I still had my promise ring on at the time and I'm sitting in my car in the driveway watching this drunk and shirtless man child scream at me at at the top of his lungs to shut the fuck up and let him talk and all of this stuff. I'm like I can just throw this ring at him right now and just leave and never come back. In this fight is the decision to be done. I'm like I'm done. I can't be with this person anymore.
1: He figuratively and literally cannot have his cake and eat it too anymore. (laughs) Sorry I've been sitting on that line for a while. I've been waiting to say
0: it. That's perfect. You know he can't and it's not it wasn't fair to me. I did nothing wrong in any of these situations. All I've done is try to stand up for myself and understand the truth. And I didn't do anything to deserve getting cheated on in my own home. All of these horrible things that you guys did lied to me for months. And like, it's not one lie. When you hang out with someone every single day and you are keeping the biggest secret of their life, you are lying to them every single moment of every single day that you've spent with them. So at this point, it's thousands, millions of lies. No one even benefited anything from it. Like, what was the point in all of this? There's no, no sense of justice, I don't think, for anyone. And I mean, because
1: you now leave this relationship. I mean, I don't want to say you left it worse than you came in, but now you have even more things you've got to work through. And what? Is he just going to continue to bang this Randall? It doesn't make sense to me when people just go off the deep end and start cheating out with random people. Like, what was the end game here? Do you just know mm-hmm. no self-control? Do you know if that wing continued or if he's just
0: kind of out bouncing around? Um. So I have no idea. So I couldn't tell you. I, when I broke up with him, I broke up with him. I did the hard 30 days, no contact minimum. After 30 days, I said, here's the list of the stuff that you still have of mine. I want it back on this date at this time. I came back, picked it up. We talked a little bit. There was a little bit of texting for a few weeks, but honestly, I put my foot down. I was like, and I was only doing it to like sympathize for him just to like kind of be nice because I'm still empathize for you, still care for you. And I was just like, look, at this point, I'm holding no room for you in my life. I don't see us ever getting back together in the future. That's just how I feel. I'm, uh, And I told him at the time to sugarcoat it. I was like, I'm not going to say I know what's going to happen in the future at the time. Like, I'm not holding space for you. Well,
1: good for you. Good for you for finally putting your foot down, because even though maybe it took longer than in hindsight you wanted to, at the very least you got out of there, you've been able to move on to better things for you. And
0: ultimately, I just want to give them like a huge thank you because the way my life like I'm more emotional about all of the positive that has come out of that breakup for me. The therapy journey, like diving into like the self-love for myself, the healing. Journey finding friends who actually care about me and cherish me and uplift me. Finding a partner who is trustworthy in a safe space and has always been a straightforward person. Like none of that on and off. We're best friends. We're not best friends. We're friends. Have been like none of that drama in a relationship. Someone that just is true and steady and caring. And I have my own apartment now. I have. I've refinanced my car. I've got. I'm getting my real estate license now. If I hadn't have gone through that, I would probably still be in that front group doing fucking Molly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been able to turn like a really shitty situation into something that's clearly benefited your life in so many different ways. What was that first thing you did for yourself that really helped you get started on that journey? So
0: after a few reckless weeks after breakup, you know, going out doing the drinking, the partying, I had this moment, I hit a really low low for myself emotionally and mentally. I was just like, what do I do next? Like, okay, party be fun. I got to the point where I'm not talking to him anymore, but what's next? So I'm a very spiritual person and I believe in the universe and connecting to source and energy and all of these things. So I like cleansed my space and I wrote a letter to the universe. I like journaled my heart out. I don't like to ask for anything from the universe without showing gratitude for everything that it's already given me. So it was really hard in that moment because like I had just lost everything. I had lost my best friend. I had lost my ex. I lost my living situation, lost basically every person that I knew beforehand and it was just I had me my my best friend that I've had since fourth grade and my mom and my sisters and my car and my cat and that was legitimately all that I had it was really hard to show gratitude but I found it in myself to just be like to just be thankful for fucking sunny days for, for seasons changing being grateful for the ocean that I've seen the ocean before finding anything that I could to be grateful and it put me in this different position in this different mindset and I just spoke so intentionally and very clearly to the universe I was like I have learned Learn what you need me to learn. I have gone through so much in these past three, four or five years and I'm ready for a season of abundance for myself. I truly believe that I deserve it. I'm grateful for all of the lessons you've learned, but I am ready for a new chapter. And I like manifested, I literally manifested my life. I wrote this big dream goal list and I was like manifest 2021. It was refinance my car, get an apartment, save a bunch of money, get a new job, do all of these things. And I did every single one of those things, placebo effect or not, (laughs) writing a letter to the universe and like putting all of my intentions directly on paper really, really transformed my life. And that's like, that's something that I suggest to like all my friends that are going through it, whether you believe in God or the universe or energy or whatever you believe in, there's no need for crazy ways to like go about it. Just ask for what you need for. And that goes for everything. People, the universe, your job, your boss, your mom, your friend, speak clearly and speak intentionally and just ask for what you need. And People might not deliver, but the universe will.
1: <laughs> Whatever you believe in, just having hope and something to hope for and strive for and showing gratitude, nothing bad could come from that, from waking up and just being appreciative of the little things of just the fact that, wow, it feels really nice out today or wow, I'm just in a great mood. Only good things are going to come your way after that. And clearly lots of good things have come your way. What have been some of the, like the lessons that you've learned from the better times that have followed the end of that relationship Like what's something that you've really taken from that experience?
0: Trust your intuition. Your intuition is everything. Your intuition is your best friend and your intuition is your highest self speaking to you. And I know it's really hard to distinguish between intuition and anxiety because they both kind of come in and they kind of sound the same. Trust your intuition for sure. Trust your friends. Trust your friends. Your good friends. Your good friends because your friends, well, your friends that have your best interest at heart, they may not tell you everything that you want to hear. I feel like they're a very good indicator of the health of your relationship. So like maybe if you're struggling in all of your friendships and you're disconnected from the people who love you and care about you the most, then maybe you're not in the best relationship. Relationship that I was in and the season that I was in when I was going through all that stuff, me and my best friend of all time were at our most disconnected. And we both know that we were both going through it and we were in like the times that we haven't been super connected is when we've gone through the most. She's my best friend. She's my fourth sister that I never had (laughs) and she has always been a really good relationship health indicator. I talk about that a lot,
1: is especially if somebody's abusive, they always try to isolate you from the people in, in your life because that's how they can have a greater sense of control over you. You felt like you lost everything after this relationship. Your living situation, your boyfriend, your friends. How did you find good friends as an adult
0: after having to start from scratch? I clung to who I knew. So my best friend and I actually we were able to reconnect. And I know this is a situation in which a lot of people aren't granted this privilege, but we were thankfully able to relocate to the same area. And so, being in her energy and thriving off of each other's social network, her and I both tend to be social butterflies. When you're an adult, like the only friends you have are like your (laughs) coworkers And your cats sometimes. Your cats. She met someone at this new job that she had, and me, her, and this other friend, we all handed off so instantly. And just from there, I have just kind of, I've also been really outgoing and been super intentional. Like, I'm actually having some girls from Bumblebee BFF, come over to my house for wine tonight. And I had gone to coffee with them a few weeks ago, and so now we're hanging out again. And it's honestly just getting over yourself. Nobody has friends, and everyone is trying to figure out how to find them. And in this world of social media, where you only know each other through so social media, take the extra step. Hey, do you want to go get coffee? you want to go to Barnes & Noble? Do you want to go walk around the mall together and just go look at clothes? you want to go for a huckle walk? Put yourself out there, and also approach every relationship with love. Every relationship, whether whether it be your job, your mom, your boyfriend, whoever. And when you act in love and you act with like pure intentions, it will reflect no matter how the situation turns out in the end, your intentions will always win. So definitely like align yourself with people who make you feel good and just pour into them.
1: Well, that's awesome advice. I said it before, even though it was an incredibly challenging situation, it led you onto the right path. And I think that's a lesson that everybody can take from this. Sometimes we're going to go through seasons where things just suck constantly. But when we have the courage, just step out of those bad situations if we have the ability to. Only good things can come your way. So thank you for being a shining example of that. Do you have any final party words, advice,
0: words of wisdom for the people out there? Oh, yeah. I think the last thing that I wanted to say is that sometimes when a situation is not meant for you, the universe will make you or make someone else fuck up so astronomically bad that you have no choice but to face the truth. And I feel like that's what happened to me in my situation life. I had clung to this person's relationship for so long and it just so clearly wasn't meant for me in the end. Like I said, it feels like there was no rhyme or reason as to why this situation occurred. There was no benefit to anyone. Not to me, not to the ex, not to the ex-best friend. Like no one won anything here. So why would it happen? And I feel like honestly, it's just like a cosmic reason as to like, nope, y'all just weren't meant to be. And so what if it has to be the worst thing you've ever gone through? I'm gonna get you out of that situation. You have to get out of it. So sometimes what feels like being like sucked down is actually you being like pulled out. Tune in on Thursday to hear
1: me, Lexi, and coworker Justin break down this week's episode. And we'll also have a special guest from a friend of the podcast, Kat Schneider, licensed clinical social worker. I'm gonna be interviewing her about attachment styles and she's gonna give us a great professional insight to some of the relational topics that came up in this episode. And while we won't have an episode on Tuesday that has a full story, I am gonna be sharing some of the unsolved mysteries from this season. So I'll see you whenever you decide to tune in next.